Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Walk. <laughs> We're back. Uh, I'm back. And you're back. Oh yeah, that's right. In more ways than one. You were you were back in home. And you're 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 in your home. You're in you're in, you slept in your own bed last night and Friday night. Yeah, I did. And Sunday night too. Thank God. <laughs> and Sunday night, and probably tonight. <laughs> There you go. We took a week off just to uh, <laughs> to reflect. No, it, it was we had some technical difficulties. Joey and I had recorded, and we kind of ran into a problem, and so we weren't able to finish recording. And it was sucked too because I I, I don't want to. Um, I have a feeling that that I think it'd be a fun thing for us to do is to circle back to that movie later on, and the three of us can kind of tag team it together because it's. It's just such a fun movie. We watched it a second time leading up to us recording. And I'm like, damn, I want to look, dude, let's just finish. Let's just finish the episode and I'll pretend I'm Joey and I'll just <laughs> do me doing Joey and finish the episode. Yeah. Whatever. God, Joey was on fire today. Was on fire. <laughs> we, uh, we went to Disneyland the other day. We had a, we had a three day pass for like, we've been using on and off for the last several months. And so he he'd been talking for months about going to the Star Wars land and you get to build your own lightsaber. So he did that yesterday and he can't not put the damn thing down. He kept, because he gave you this cool sheath to put it in this protective case. And every time he turned around, he was taking it out. Look at this. It's red. There's one point where we were walking around and I just started laughing because we talked about it before that the funniest visual gag that may be in any Blake Edwards movie is the moment skin deep. Yeah. With the glow in the dark condoms. And it's difficult not to think of that anytime you see a lightsaber. And here's what's funny. When you go and do the the whole putting assembly of your lightsaber, it's like this whole little shtick where you know they're keeping the theme of the whole thing and it's all like everybody's in on, on the on the on the experience. So it's not just some dude selling you some lightsaber parts. They do this whole thing where they're blessing you into the whole Jedi and thing and all that kind of stuff. But they only give you a choice of four crystals, four color crystals for the choice of your lightsaber. But if you go into the shop afterwards, they have like different ones. And he he had been talking about getting this yellow one for a long time because he got blue while we were assembling. But he got the yellow crystal after when he did the when he put the yellow crystal in and and turned it on. I was like, wasn't that? I can't remember what color condoms they used in in Skin Deep. Now that I'm thinking about it. I can't remember if they used a red and blue, but I think they might have used a yellow, but I don't know. Anyway, it was just, I can't think of lightsabers anymore and not think of that. Yeah. Again, I, I can you think of any visual gag in any Blake Edwards movie that was more memorable than that one? Uh, well, in a different fashion. Uh, some of the uh, crazy hijinky moments in some of those Pink Panther movies, like uh, Cluzo speeded up using a staff and nunchucks as he fights Kato yeah. uh, and they destroy their apartment. There's some good ones in that. There's also the bent pool cue in Shot in the Dark is pretty yes. fucking hilarious. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that, that condom gag is, is you know, in the top three for sure. Yeah. You know, it just depends on which humor you're going for, right? Like if you're yeah. like crass fucking, <laughs> you know, sophomoric humor, that is the winner hands down. Yeah. And that was his mode right around that time in those yeah, uh, dude, in the late 80s, dates. early 90s. Yeah. That was his thing. Yeah. I, fine mess. Fine I don't mess. know. The fucking thing melting up Richard Mulligan's ass. He's right up there with the- Dude, uh, seriously. When he comes running yeah. out of the house. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's right up there with the condom gag. This is like the fifth time we mentioned that very moment, <laughs> but no, yeah. it, I remember at that point 
in the movie theater. I had never laughed that hard in a movie theater when skin deep, that moment happened in skin deep. And it was because we've become so, I don't know, so broken when it comes to, especially comedies. You, you remember when the eighties and nineties comedies would come out, the trailers would come out. And that's obviously before there was online and we were seeing them whenever we wanted to see them. They always put some of the funniest gags, especially a PG-13 movie. Some of the funniest gags were in the trailers and, and it sucked. The best thing about that moment is you can't show that in any trailer. <laughs> I mean, you could put out a red band trailer, but that was almost un, unheard of back then, put out an actual red band trailer. It wasn't in style. It wasn't in chic. So no, when that happened, I, I there's only one other time I laughed that hard in a movie theater. And that was the, the hotel wrestling scene in the fourth Borat movie. I don't, like I said, I, to the point where I had to like look away so I could breathe because if I knew if I kept looking, I was wasn't going to be able to, <laughs> it was bad. Well, I laughed that out. That was a great moment. And in skin deep, we had a packed crowd, which is weird. When you think about it, you know, John Ritter wasn't that, he was never that kind of draw to the movie theater. And yet this movie still had people going. And uh, I wish he would have kept the beard. You know, the, the beard he had in that was just, was very becoming of him. And, but everybody wanted to see Jack Tripper, no matter how big the part was in the movie, shave your face, put him in the movie. <laughs> but yes, Jack Tripper. Yeah. I'm more than Jack Tripper. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch a uh, remote control or real men or stay tuned. Yeah. That's what I meant. Stay tuned. It's remote control. <laughs> I know. That's where I said it. That's Thank what you. I said. Or remote control. Yeah. And real men. There we are talking about real men again. Damn it. Yeah, there we go. See, here it is. Sling Blade. There's something happening soon. <laughs> There's a couple things going on this week, actually. Uh, and I'm going to get, I'm going to go first into um, the big one. Uh, no, actually, I'm going to go with the small one first because I'm going to say this. So Beyond Fest is uh, just around the corner. And this Thursday night, September 9th at 10 p.m., uh, there's a free screening of James Wan's uh, Malignant. <laughs> Yeah. Presented by Beyond Fest. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, by those good folks at America's Cinematheque. Free screening soda and popcorn are free courtesy of Warner Brothers. That's Warner Brothers. You may have heard of them. Jack and Diane Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, you know them from way back. Uh, so, hey, there you go, man. Uh, if you want if you want to head on over to the Arrow or go online, you can get tickets. You know, that's Thursday night, September 9th, this week. I'm actually getting it out before it's happened. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So there, there's one thing for all you horror fans. And don't forget to add to that. It will be on HBO Max on Friday as well. Yeah, it'll be on HBO Max the next day. And hey, is HBO Max, are they owned by the Warner Brothers? That's so weird. Isn't it? It's almost like they did the same thing that happened with Godzilla versus Kong. They did something like that too. Very similar, very similar. But yeah, check it out if you want to go see it on a big screen. Hell, Suicide Squad too, didn't they? Hey, Yep. Do they own this? Was Warner Brothers Suicide Squad? Wow, it's a theme. There's almost like a pattern going on. There's, I've yeah, seen, did it, did it, did it. It's like yeah. the Rorschach, um, or the Horshack pattern. <laughs> it's a cotter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, check it out if you want to see it in a theater, it's free, and you get a free soda and free popcorn at the yeah. arrow. And hey, man, who doesn't want to go out to see it? Who always want to go out on a Thursday and see a movie? It's been a while. Mask up, mask on, motherfuckers. Look out for the moo and the delta. <laughs> there's lots of really cool really titles coming out this weekend there's going to be a 4k of the thing coming out and i have a friend that worked on the 
the remastering of this and the and the upconvert, and he says it looks amazing. Massive fans out there of this that listen to the show, and there's some movies that come out of 4K, just kind of like going, I don't need to upgrade, but and sometimes that they're they're not, they're just going from their 2K and they're like this. I mean, it was shot on film and being upconverted. You're getting 4K scans on all the all the frames and everything, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like in Glorious Bastards too, that's coming out in October, and I and I hope it's done right because that's a movie that would really benefit from it. But at first, I said I jokingly said to him, I go, dude, it's blacks and grays and whites in the thing, except for all those you know gray boutine moments. And he goes, no man, it looks really good. I'm like, all right, okay. Well, I trust him because he's a bigger stickler for image quality than I am because that's his profession. So that's out on, on Tuesday. Um, there's also a, a, a special steel book that's going to be on Best Buy. Cause like if you want steel books, go to Savi or go to Best Buy these days, by the way, target dude. Well, Savi is keeps putting out 4k real on steel book where the, the, it's the only way you can even buy that version of, of you can go and you can't get 4k of that, of that title anywhere, but them I'm like, not only are you paying a premium to a small company like that or smaller company like that, you're, you're, they have exclusivity and that sucks. It's one thing to have, a, it's the Steelbook exclusive thing. It's another thing to be the only place you can get that 4K version of the movie, which is kind of weird. But also out on October 5th, there's a, a Steelbook, 4K, 4K Steelbook coming out for American Psycho. And they do this really cool thing where the slip cover, it's like a, it's like there's two parts to it. It, it works in conjunction. The, the the art works in conjunction with the steelbook itself. So it's, when you pull the sleeve up, you know, it's just it's just Bateman's face um, and Christian Bale's face, and the sleeve itself has like his his hands balled up in front of his face. So it's it's actually pretty cool. I just had a weird thought when you said Bateman. I was like, dude, what if Jason Bateman had played uh, Bateman in American Psycho? No, no, he's in the second movie. He's always, remember, he always does the second movie. Yeah, no, movie no, no, no totally. <laughs> Team Wolf 2, American Psycho 2. Sure. Smoking Aces 2. There is an American Psycho 2, but I think it's a female. It is. It's, it's a, a is it Mia Kunis, no? Is it? I think so. I don't know. I don't bother. I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't see it either. I just remember the box art. I'm not a, a huge fan of the original anyway. I know, you know, it's funny, man. Yeah. I'm going to just tell you right now. I've never seen it. Yeah. Read the book. Never seen the movie. Yeah, I've always been half-assed about when I watched it. So I, I guess no, everyone hated it. Now you know, and it, but it's a movie yeah. that's you know sort of you know over the years been forgiven, or maybe it was ahead of it. I just have never seen it, and I just have not felt uh, never been compelled to go back and watch it. <laughs> never been compelled. Compelled. Give me a compelling reason. <laughs> Give me a compelling reason by the power that compels Do me. It. Jamie, Jamie. Speaking of, of steel books and cool art and everything that our man Sergio has, I think I mentioned it a while back and it's actually out now. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, the sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah. Where you got Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson and they throw Salma Hayek in there. Well, she was in the first one, but she's in it a lot more in this one, apparently. I haven't watched it yet, but I have the, I have a steel book of it. Well, two of them actually. I bought one because because our man Sergio Grisanti's art is in it and it's fucking great. So the second one is still sealed. We're gonna give that away when he's on the show at some point. He's got another one too. He did for Best Buy for he dirty did that dancing. really cool da- dirty yeah. dancing watch I mentioned a while back. So I got both of those and whatever else they shove out between now and then. It's so funny how and 
it doesn't matter if you're doing, you know, key art for a, a major release or, or you're actually in the fucking movie or you're the director of the damn movie, how infrequently studios <laughs> follow through on actually giving you the title that you're contractually, they're contractually obligated to give you like, Hey, I'm the movie's over. I get a copy of the Blu-ray and it just almost never happens anymore. It's such a, a weird, weird thing. And yet they don't hesitate to give those things away in care packages for bloggers. <laughs> blogger, <laughs> blogger, blogger. Anyway, so yeah, Sergio said he didn't get his, his yet. I go, well, don't worry about it, man. There's no shortage of them. People don't care about that movie. <laughs> um, it's so funny, man. Like, I think I saw it at, I want to say Target, but maybe it's not Target. Maybe it was, like, I haven't been in a Best Buy, but I did see it somewhere. Yeah, I think I sent you pictures of it. Maybe that's where you saw it. Maybe. Yeah, there's no, there's no, I, I do, there was no Best Buy in Bozeman, Montana. <laughs> there's no anything in. No, that's not true. There's a lot in Bozeman. There's a lot of stuff in Bozeman, but there, there, but there aren't things like there aren't Best Buys and there aren't party stores like Party City. Those things don't exist there. Yeah, it's real yeah. weird. The things that exist and don't exist. Since you mentioned Livingston and, and you mentioned Michael Keaton from a while back, he did an episode of Conan O'Brien Eats a Friend. And I think he was promoting the protege at the time. Mm-hmm. Dude, that is one of the funnest conversations, dude. I love Michael Keaton. He, he's just... He's super funny and there's a bunch of really funny anecdotes because they've run into each other because like they live nearby. They're, 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 their homes in LA are near each other and uh, they run into each other every once in a while. So there's some funny funny things on there. That, sh- that, that podcast in general is pretty great because Conan's awesome. And, but it's so weird to say now, that is the only thing he does now while, they, while he's preparing the HBO Max variety show or whatever it is that's going to be. So it's, it's actually kind of cool just to hear him just do his thing. But that Michael Keaton thing was really great because I'm glad he's having a resurgence and I'm glad that Spider-Man movie kind of, you know, got him back in more in the mainstream because a lot of people didn't see Birdman, even though he's... He was nominated for an Oscar for it, you mean? I, yeah. I mean, that sometimes that's not enough for I people. mean, I feel like, I don't feel like he's out of comeback. I mean, that was pretty, that was big. And then he got nominated again for a spotlight that, or he, did he get nominated for an Oscar? Maybe just uh, some other, but you know, he's been in the public eye. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, he just makes the movies he wants to make at this point. Right. Like American assassin. Right. <laughs> with Teen Wolf kid. <laughs> yes. With Teen Wolf kid. <laughs> Look at that. Full circle. All right. If you want to follow, follow us, <laughs> follow us straight to hell. You can follow us. Uh, no. Um, yeah, no, I do. I, mean, I dig Keaton too. I mean, it was so shocking yeah. to see him at dinner in Livingston, Montana. I mean, it's really that weird because I ran into several people who I would have never thought I would run into in Livingston, Montana. Yeah. One of them being Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> which I'll go into in detail <laughs> for Patreon, uh, that whole thing. But um, Nick Cage, uh, I ran into uh, my, my buddy Shiloh Fernandez, you know, and this is all in, you know, rotating in Livingston, Montana, which is super tiny. I mean, there's a, there, it has become kind of a hub for Montana. They're shooting a lot of films there. But, you know, those three guys, apparently Huey Lewis has a house nearby up there somewhere. He's a big fly wow. fisherman. John Mayer lives in Livingston, Montana. Yeah, man, it's a it's a crazy little place. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? He said it so fast. But yes, Shiloh Fernandez, his friend of Freddy's, and ran him there in, uh, ironically, in a similar fashion that he ran into a lot of people. <laughs> right. <laughs> While he was in Livingston. And yes, Shiloh is in, he's one of the the five principals in, 
in Evil Dead remake. That is amazing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, am- amongst a lot of other things, you know, uh, I did Return to Cinder with yeah. him and Rosamund Pike and Nick Nolte, you know, a few years back. Right. But yeah, Shiloh, Shiloh works a lot, man. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. By the way, I, I was just in a mood to kind of watch something new. And you know my thing for Carla Cucina. And Melody hadn't seen Gerald's game, so we watched that. And since I was in the mode to watch more of her, I started watching Jet because it's on HBO Max. And, mm-hmm. and Shiloh was in that. Yep. Yeah. I just watched that yep. too. It's weird. I hadn't, I hadn't seen it. It's a it. fun show, dude. I really like it. It's, it's got a tone, man. Now somebody will just yeah. put Karen Cisco out on Blu-ray or just stream it somewhere. I'd watch that again too. Seriously. Yeah. We need that. Where's Karen Cisco? Where is that? Somebody stream that shit. HBO. Don't yeah. you own that? <laughs> don't you guys own everything? Yeah. Somebody get on that. Oh, I, well, there is something I did watch and I jammed it through a couple of nights and that was brand new cherry flavor. Oh, how was that? I heard, I've heard several uh, people have asked me about that recently. It is a mixed bag, my friend. <laughs> That's, yeah. It, I, I, there's no other way of putting it. It was like, I, I like, okay, the, the two standouts in the, in the show are, are the two main people in it. And Rosa Salazar and uh, Catherine Keener, they're, they're, they're great in it. And I've heard people make the comparison between Cronenberg and Lynch, and that's David Lynch, not Joe Lynch. And I was trying to be cute about it, but the more I've read my little paragraph, the more I feel like it's accurate. I said, the tone of some masters, Cronenberg and Lynch mostly, go together like chocolate and peanut butter. Store brand peanut butter and chocolate, sure, but still tasty enough. (laughs) I was just trying to be cute and clever and all that with my wording, but... It's accurate, I think. It, it it looks gorgeous. It's a beautifully shot series, and there's only eight episodes. You can jam right through them on Netflix. It doesn't take much. Just be warned, those comparisons are actually a warning, too, to Cronenberg. <laughs> Mostly Cronenberg, because lots of body horror stuff in, in, in there. And when it happens, you're like, what the fuck? Like you do in a lot of Cronenberg movies. <laughs> it's the same thing. Sure, like I can never unsee that. Thanks, dude. Yeah, there's there's one thing that happens. I'm like, what is going on? I, you know what? I like to be challenged that way. And like, I'd rather see that than, you know, see Jared Leto and, and Morbius. You know, I, I, it's like, that's a big studio movie. I'd rather be, I'd rather see people go for it like this and not just make another comic book movie. You know, uh, you know I appreciate that Netflix did something like this. And I like to see them do more limited series. And I don't mean a series that they end up making limited like they do and then cancel it when right, it's That's their prime. idea of a limited like series. They give, you a, they give you a season <laughs> with a cliffhanger and then it never comes back. Limited. We said it right in the fucking title. Yeah, even this one has a tapered off ending and it kind of ends with a little, it's a little unfulfilling. But you know what? I thought about it later. It's called brand new cherry flavor. And so I kind of thought about it. Yeah, it's candy. It's a snack. What what usually happens after you've had a snack? It's always very unfulfilling in the end. <laughs> you throw up or go to the bathroom? Which one? It comes out one end or the other. <laughs> yeah, it's over. But like I said, Rosa, is, she's really great in it. And I, I've always been very fond of her presence on screen. You see it a little bit. You know, it's exaggerated. Her, It's the eyes. And you get those exaggerated eyes from her when in uh, Battle Angel Alita because they kind of like do CG and kind of blow her eyes up a little bit, kind of give her that, that unique look. But, and by the way, try to ignore the, the art that you see for it because it is when you, once you've seen the episode, seen the whole thing and you realize it's kind of spoilery, the cover. Sure. When it's just a picture of her 
it's it's weird to, but you you won't realize it's a spoiler until it happens so bastards so i guess that's not really a spoiler well it is now <laughs> no it's not because you don't know what happens you just told everybody now everybody's going to be looking for it no i didn't look for look for a spoiler there isn't there is no breadcrumbs leading up to the moment i promise you cuz like i said most Cronenberg movies, when you see them, when something happens, you're, you they go. That's why you're surprised when it happens. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? That's the thing. Cause he you mean like a naked that. knife fight in um, Eastern Promises, <laughs> or the entire in the entire film crash. Yeah, there those those moments I was talking about before. Those body horror moments are very much in that vein of crash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, the tone of the of the show is really good for no other reason, man. If you want to just have an edible and just kind of chill and watch some visually stunning eight hours, they had brand new cherry flavors. The ticket, man, because it does fulfill that that need. All right, yeah. I'll put it on the list. Yeah, put it on the list. Oh, what well, last thing to close it out, man? <laughs> yeah, well, the last thing I got here is our good pals at the American Cinematheque. You know, as they do every now and again. Mm-hmm. And, and this is their, their thing for the month of September. It just started. Maybe you missed the first film on the third, but that's okay because it's probably the longest film. And you've pro- But it is probably the one that looks the most amazing on, you know, a giant screen. But Night Train to the Cinema is their, uh, is their theme this month. Um, and it, it runs from uh, 9-3 all the way up to 10-1. I'm just going to rattle off some of the names and you'll, you'll, you'll see what you'll see how it all kind of works together. But so the, the series is, it started with the once upon a time in the West goes to strangers on a train, then to mystery train, mystery train, Jim Rush's mystery train. And then we go to, um, you know, something out there for all of our good friends who love horror films. We get 1980s terror train and <laughs> started Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, then we go into John Frankenheimer's the, the train, uh, Night Train to Munich, Berlin Express. Apparently, there were a lot of train movies themed in Germany. <laughs> uh, the General, uh, Buster Keaton. We go to Supercop uh, with Jackie Chan. Uh, the Taken in Pelham 123, the original, uh, with Robert Shaw and Walter Matthau. Uh, the Lady Vanishes, the Darjeeling Limited. Emperor of the North, Robert Aldrich, who we talked about you know, a few months ago, almost ad nauseum. And then Runaway Train. And then they, they round it out and end the uh, series... Um, with Dr. Zhivago. Biggest fucking movie ever, man. Dr. Zhivago. It's going to be bigger than Dr. Zhivago. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Coming home in a body bag too. Follow me. <laughs> but uh, yes. but that's running That's running this month uh, between the Arrow and the Los Feliz Theater. You can check the website to see which films are playing where. But uh, it's a great collection of films. It, what a, what a awesome, uh, you know, what a awesome bunch of films to sort of uh, theme and pull together uh, for screening. My, my only complaint is that they forgot um, Risky Business because we all know what happens on a train in Risky Business. Yes. Where's that? I heard she likes choo-choos. Come on. Let me have yes. one. Throw in risky business somewhere. You, there's there's at least one you could maybe do without, or just add a bonus one on the last day, right before Doctor Zhivago. Yeah, that's me rambling on. There you go. Speaking of our, you know, the the, the Beyond Fest peeps, the Beyond Fest is scheduled still at this point. It's going to be running nine twenty nine through ten eleven, and yeah. uh, we have we have some people that we know that are going to be having some sh- screenings there, but nothing's been. 
no, the programming has not been officially announced yet. So, but I'm, I'm looking forward to there's, I know there's going to be some movies I, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that, um, last night in Soho is going to be there. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty I'm sure I'm going to be there for something. Yeah. Why are you going to be there for something? <laughs> something for something okay. perhaps. I mean, I might be there just to see Soho cause I'm, you know, what's another year. I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. It's, it's, it's very visually stunning, but I have a feeling this Beyond Fest lineup is going to be something of legend. I think we're going to get a lot of new movies, but I think they're going to be throwing a lot of old titles in there too. Things that maybe we missed last year because we weren't able to, to, right. to have it. Because there wasn't one. Because <laughs> there wasn't one. Yeah. And there were a lot of movies that came out last year that they had, that the programming had they had gone through would have been some pretty great stuff. <laughs> Ironically, I think Soho would have been that on that list last year when it was supposed to come out. So anyway, it's it's going to be 929 through 1011. No programming is put up yet. In fact, if you go to Beyond Fest website, it's still showing the 2020 lineup that never happened. Well, anybody who's paying attention will know I, I totally fucked up the dates on those things. Uh, it is September 3rd through 10-1, but some of these movies already, you know, they're in progress right now. So you've probably missed Dr. Zhivago. Dr. Zhivago, Once Upon a Time in the West, and Strangers on a Train. But it's okay because... Watch my home. Watch them at home. Watch them at home. Uh, but you, hey, man, you know, back over there on Tuesday, man, you get Mystery Train, Strangers on a Train. They do play again, a few of them, uh, some of the bigger ones. It has started. Go to town. Beyond Fest coming up very quickly, very quickly. Last year, they were supposed to have, like as far as older, older titles, they're going to have The Burbs, they're going to have Blue Velvet, and Drive, Lost Highway. Because if you remember, they were doing that whole David Lynch thing where they did a whole bunch of series, a serial, a bunch of nights. Uh, St. Maud was supposed to be. Misery was being shown again. Tucker and Dale versus Evil closed it out. I thought it was kind of cool. It was a double feature with Freaky. But yeah, a lot of those movies you've seen since because they finally made their way to the home because they would need to be seen by somebody. There's some movies that just can't be held off for a year. Yeah, you can hold off Soho for a year and people still see it, but there's some of these smaller independent movies, which is what Beyond Fest likes to uh, put the spotlight on. You would have missed out on that stuff. And The Wolf of Snow Hollow, by the way, was one of those titles. It was a right. second weekend of the whole thing. Right. Anyway, well, that that is yeah. it. Wow. We have no idea what we're calling September. I think we won't know until we do it. Or you're going to discover, we'll discover at the end of the month we call it, a better we, name. We may do something, and we may call it Schleptember, <laughs> and we're going to do movies that are mostly about schleps. Oh, okay. Schleptember. Or Sleptember, films involving amnesia and comas. All my favorites. <laughs> if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at Karate Pod. Same thing with Instagram. Maybe I'll get around and do some graphics this week. I keep saying that. I'm going to hold myself to it this week. That sounds good, right? Yeah, man. Don't hold yourself to yeah. it. <laughs> or you can follow us on Letterboxd. I'm at Corey underscore Culp. Or if you want to support the show on Patreon. Thank you, Patreon supporters. We got a couple new people in the last week. That's it's been fun having new people join the group. I love that mostly because, man, that's down, now it's two more people that can throw their hat in the ring when we do uh, Listener Choice Month again. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, Patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at <laughs> BeyondFest on Letterboxd.com. <laughs> or not. Uh, you can just follow me at Tom Cody at Letterboxd. That's Tom Cody at Letterboxd. Here we go.